Welcome back to another Real Estate Roundtable. I'm your host, Andreas Senny, founder of Crypto.ai, real estate brokerage owner and third generation real estate developer. For this segment, our first of its kind, we are talking with Anna Marie from Inland Capital. Inland Green Capital. And if you would, bring her on in. Uh, we'll do introductions in our true show format. Three segments. First is introductions. The second is going to be the who, why, and what of Anna Marie uh, as it relates to green lending, nonprofit work, and, and really how you got here. Anna Marie, welcome. And thank, thank you for you. joining us. Well, thanks for so, having me today. And it's Anna Maria. It's very Anna Maria, excuse me. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, I know you've been a guest on Jim's show before. Believe it or not, he said my name wrong for a full year. And I was on every month. And he just it was a it was a mental block. So I do apologize there. No problem. But as is our format, if you would go ahead and introduce yourself. You do it best. Um, I know you as a foremost expert in green energy through our friends inland. And I'm really looking forward to diving deep into this sector with you today. Well, basically, I have the role of uh, Senior VP, uh, Director of Business Development for Inland Green Capital. And I've been uh, with the company almost four years now. Um, actually, you know, the PACE industry, uh, property assessed clean energy across the country is, is fairly new. It's less than um, 11 to 12 years. Uh, so basically, uh, the first deals were closed at the end of uh, 2011 into 2012. So when you consider uh, it, it's a novice industry and we're, um, I'm just very excited to be a part of it, being impactful, um, being able to uh, uh, change the, the climate and, and uh, energy savings of from project to project, uh, one project at a time. So uh, I'm just thrilled to be in this industry. And uh, and I think you have to love what you do in order to uh, do it somewhat decently well. Uh, uh, absolutely. And and the for those tuning in for the first time, the, the CPACE program itself, uh, and even now in, in, the, in our industry, in every industry, the focus on profit and impact together. How can we make a impact on our world while making a profit? Hopefully, when we can do those in together in tandem in alignment, even better. So, what is the what is the CPAs program for those that don't know? Overall, how does it work? So basically, it's up to 100% financing, which is just in and of itself huge because, uh, you know, you're not going to find that in any conventional lending product. Uh, of course, there are limitations, you know, there are loan to values that need to be met. Uh, you know, it's, it's not just free 100% money, but um, uh, it does cover any, uh, it's fixed rate long-term financing for any uh, energy efficiency kind of uh, project, uh, such as HVACs or maybe modernization of elevators or um, even new windows or, you know, building envelope types of uh, projects, uh, as well as renewable energy projects such as solar, geothermal, uh, you know, you name it, and as well as uh, 
uh, electrical vehicle charging infrastructure uh, to be able to support the, the coming EV movement and uh, as well as resiliency uh, in, in many parts of the country. Um, and resiliency can take many forms. Uh, we're not just talking about um, uh, earthquake and, uh, you know, any kind of seismic activity or flooding, uh, but also simple things interior-wise, such as uh, air purification systems and, and things of that nature. So, uh, especially since the pandemic, those kinds of resiliency items are becoming uh, uh, more and more common and coming to the fore because of uh, wellness issues and uh, with, uh, with buildings. So, I think it's just such a great encompassing product that, um, you know, provides a lot of uh, benefits to the commercial property owner who decides to undertake it. Um, and those benefits include transferability of the loan product uh, because it's underwritten on the property itself. So it's the value of the property that's the most important uh, uh, key uh, measure here. And as well as, um, you know, it, it, it's on the, uh, it, it's repaid through the special assessment mechanism. Uh, so whether it's directly on the tax bill in some states or uh, aside from that uh, as a special assessment contract, uh, it is, it stays with the land. It runs with the land in real estate terms so that, um, you know, a, a, an owner can do an improvement sell the property and uh, literally walk away non-recourse uh, and it, it passes along. So it's a, it's a very, um, uh, like I said before, encompassing, but also uh, flexible type of uh, financing that you, you can't see anywhere else. Wow. So, and, and I'm going to lean on your 23 years of experience as a property manager, as well as the 35, 38 retail properties, over 3.4 million. Oh, uh, yeah. So I know as, projects. I come from that's projects. Right. So, so whether it's retrofit, new construction in this industry, what's allowable, uh, adaptive reuse, all of that, I've touched it in some way along in my career. And I'm very used to working with contractors, with uh, municipalities. Uh, I've had a lot of uh, real, uh, relationship connections uh, uh, across the board. And so that that certainly helps me in my current position. Absolutely, understanding the needs so you can you can uh, explain the financing options is a is a key element, right? And the relationships and the experience to really to call out any flags ahead of time. We know Absolutely. this will work or won't work because you've been there. You've been in the trenches, so to speak. Absolutely. What is uh, what is some of the most common uses you're seeing now? You mentioned you know post COVID. HVAC systems, right? Air filtration, things of that nature. If I heard you correctly, that means I can come to you and as part of an overall project to renovate my building, including, let's say, a touchless entry, an HVAC system. Can I do the touchless entry? Can I install that type of system on this type of loan? So, uh, 
uh, touchless entry, we haven't tested yet, although I'm sure there are applications under the resiliency. However, uh, building control systems have definitely been tested. So uh, those are the kinds of things that save energy. There always has to be an energy savings component to it uh, so that uh, not only are you saving dollars, but also kilowatt hours or therms uh, uh, and, and an energy audit uh, is typically done as part of the financing process. So it is important to, um, uh, to look at that component of it. So certainly building controls, uh, like when you enter into a room and the lights automatically come on, and then when you leave, they shut off. And, and the same thing with HVAC system controls that work the same way. In fact, we just had these installed recently on um, uh, one of the uh, major deals that we closed last year with uh, the Drake Oakbrook Hotel in uh, Oakbrook, uh, Illinois, uh, where they did uh, a, a compilation of various types of energy measures, but it included these building uh, control systems. And for a hotel, that's very important to not be wasting energy in a room all day long when no one's there. Absolutely. When I uh, was in India, my card, and this was t a decade ago, my hotel room card was actually, I would come in the room and I'd have to stick it into a, a holder slot, and that would turn the power on for the whole room. So that way, there was zero waste. And, you know, the bigger, the less waste, the better your bottom line, and you're being impactful. Back to the earlier statement, how do we be impactful while being profitable? profitable what type of limitations are on the program is there a dollar amount limitation any any class of real estate not applicable for so so uh for c pace which is commercial property assessed clean energy and uh that is the prevalent product across the nation um uh, because it's a uh, debt instrument that's repaid you know, via the special assessment mechanism, via taxes, uh, holds the same uh, lien uh, position as the tax bill. Um, it has to be legislated from state to state because every state's tax laws are, are slightly different. And you were going to ask a question maybe? or No, uh, uh the first position with taxes was yes. was, was interesting. Yes. Uh, and, and so, but, you know, mortgage lender consent is uh, required as a result because, of course, the mortgage doesn't subordinate to anything except taxes. Right. So how do they consent to uh, the CPACE loan when it becomes a part of that tax lien? Well, first and foremost, your uh, improving the the bank's collateral, uh, you know, at, uh, at no additional cost to them, uh, as well as theirs is an accelerating product, whereas CPACE is not. Uh, so, 
for example, uh, let's say in a worst case scenario where there's a, uh, and this is just in very simple terms because this can get into the weeds and extremely complicated. I, I call CPAYS the the uh, simplest, most complicated product out there. And, and so it's, it's very, very basic, but there's a lot of back end uh, stuff that goes on. And so um, in the scenario of uh, a, a bankruptcy or foreclosure of a property, uh, some kind of default non-payment of the taxes and therefore of the, the special assessment, um, the, the entire loan for the CPACE financing does not come due. Uh, only that which is currently or past due on the taxes at this particular point in time would be all that comes before the the mortgage. And so in that sense, uh, it becomes a more palatable product for conventional lenders to approve. And so uh, mortgage lender approval, I would say, is first and foremost, because that could make or break the deal. Um, You know, in, in most cases, we find that we're able to assist the commercial property owner and help their mortgage lender understand uh, how this works, and then they're not so opposed to it. But there's that occasional holdout, uh, and when that happens, then the CPACE financing isn't going to work. Along with that, uh, there's that energy assessment component, and so we want to make sure that Uh, there are energy savings, uh, that there is some kind of uh, impact environmentally to it, which is why green is in our name. And, uh, and we have, uh, you know, that uh, we have that goal, it's, uh, it it helps uh, the commercial property owners come to uh, their ESG goals individually as well. And so uh, kind of win win across the board. But another limitation would be, uh, Um, Each state has different loan-to-values calculations. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for example, here in the state of Illinois, uh, which is where I reside, and so uh, we'll talk about that, uh, the the PACE loan to the value of the entire property uh, cannot exceed 25%. So if you have a million-dollar property, you can do conceivably up to $250,000 in financing. So if I may, if I don't own the property yet, at what deal stage can the PACE loan become involved? Because you just said 25%. That's a significant chunk on the the capital stack, your equity and otherwise. So where do people typically bring you in or or get you involved? Can I bring development play? So it's funny. So on, um, so the, so it works different ways in with different products. So if you're doing just a retrofit project, uh, you've owned the property, or even if you're buying a new property, it would have to happen, you know, with full consent of the current owner and their current mortgage lender. So. Uh, we would have to come in if if someone's buying an existing property and then going to renovate it once they've bought it. We have to wait until they've closed on the property and and we'd come in after that. Um, If instead, um, you know, they've owned this property, they're just going to improve it. 
we can give up to the full, if, if that's all they're doing is energy efficiency upgrades, we can do up to 100% financing if they are under 25% of the total property value. And um, uh, when it comes to new construction, on the other hand, the sooner we're brought in, the better, just to right. fill the gaps of that capital stack. Um, we typically would replace the some of the higher um, uh, interest uh, products such as mezzanine financing or uh, construction loan. Um, you know, we could take some portion of that because any energy efficiency components are those which we would, uh, you know, look at funding as fully as possible. Um, and, you know, we can replace some owner equity as well. However, there are always going to be restrictions by the uh, primary lender uh, in a new construction scenario. And, and uh, we on the CPACE end would never uh, uh, go beyond what the conventional lender requires. And, and so they, they might require, you know, 25% of, uh, of uh, uh, owner equity or, or 20%. Uh, we could replace a portion of that but we still need the owner to have some skin in the game. That's, that's what I was going to say. You're, you can't, uh, you're not the route to not having skin in the game. Right. You, you are the route to maybe getting the deal done because there, there's a 10% gap. There's a delta yes. that they're missing, uh, which correct. as any developer will tell you, there's always a delta that they could do better uh, on cost of money. Uh, so then, no, this, this is fantastic. So driving clean energy investment, you know, providing this impact for these owners. What type of uh, drawdown is there on the program? How do you, how are the funds released? I mean, what does that look like? Well, that too is very flexible and it's dependent. It's, I always like to say there are two components to every project, to every deal, uh, property and project. On the property level, you know, it, it Every property is so different from another. It's very individual. Every project is different, dependent on the property. You put the two together, you get a third entirely different animal. So uh, one of the things about uh, financing in the CPACE industry is uh, that every deal is considered on a case-by-case -case basis for the most part. I mean, there are some things that are, uh, you know, allowable across the board, uh, but uh, you, you want to take a look at the individual project and what it's doing, what it's offering. And, and so basically, um, you know, you would have to uh, see what the needs were. If it's a project in process, uh, you know, there might be, if the financing gets done in time, there might be draws, just like construction draws uh, would would happen. Um, if instead, you know, uh, most of the work has been done before the, pro uh, the, the financing comes to fruition, then we might pay out um, the, the entire amount upon closing. Uh, sometimes the mortgage lenders will have certain restrictions of escrow 
growing. And so, you know, uh, that's another thing to consider. So it's it's really an open and, and flexible program. And I just thought of uh, another thing that you uh, had asked, Andreas, and uh, pardon me if, you know, I, I get to talk even, I, I get so passionate about PACE uh, that sometimes my, my mind goes uh, faster than my mouth. But uh, you were asking about what kinds of projects are uh, allowable or what is allowable under commercial PACE. So uh, commercial is any kind of income uh, uh, producing property. And so basically, you know, uh, office, uh, retail, industrial, uh, and, and even multifamily. Uh, if it's five units or greater and, and typically, you know, one owner leased uh, uh, kind of scenario works best. But um, all kinds of uh, unique special use uh, types of projects, including nonprofit organizations, um, even though they typically don't pay taxes, if, if they show the ability to uh, be able to accept a special assessment on the property, uh, that works. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, we do everything from self-storage to um, uh, there are agricultural uses as well. And, and so it runs the gamut. So the, the CPACE, Commercial PACE program for income producing properties, all classes with some special exemptions, maybe. Uh, but as we talk about that, you said office and retail. And how can I, so I have a new tenant coming in, triple net tenant. And, uh, and I need to retrofit significantly. I've got to put money in. Can I share that cost and benefits straight through to the tenant? How does that work? It, um, in most cases, yes. So, so the uh, simple response is yes. I've noted it from my property management days that uh, some leases may exclude special assessments uh, being passed through on the tax bill. And so uh, that is one scenario perhaps in which it would not work. So we always tell our um, uh owners during the process to ensure that the lease is taking on a greater expense. Understood. Well, as any owner would understand, but any, just like the cost of money, right? If, if we can offset it and pass it, we will as developers. Precisely. And, and the whole <laughs> concept of, C, uh, of PACE in general is that the increased uh, loan amount, well, the, you know, because you're putting a loan on, so it's, it's an automatic increase of expense, but is offset somewhat or to the most part by the energy savings. And, and initially in the, in the first few years, it will also have added uh, savings when it comes to uh, the operating expense uh, for repairs and maintenance from, you know, in installation of a new system. And, uh, and, and so it just has a lot of benefits uh, uh, throughout my uh, life. <laughs> Throughout the life cycle of the of the real estate of the asset and the, you know, I, I was just listening to I think the Harvard Business Review was talking about how Walmart uh, seven years ago eight years ago said we're going to put solar panels on our buildings and they, and it was not affordable then it was, the technology wasn't where it is today and presumably if I have my building you know ten thousand square foot building and I put solar panels that's up, right and, pay, and and what I you know, the, and, and 
So it, you know, it's wonderful um, that PACE is so, again, I'm going to say it's flexible, it's it's very open-ended uh, in a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, some states try to really um, legislate it uh, almost to death, uh, you know, uh, putting so many different restrictions. But the original concept of PACE was to, you know, even be encompassing of uh, technologies that may not exist today and and that you know uh, as they come about uh, as long as they're uh, creating the energy savings and having that impact on the environment would be eligible so really having you on as an owner as an investor as a developer having you on speed dial whenever there's a consideration for that project when I'm building my capital stack is the first call and when yeah. I when I own the building Anytime I'm bringing in a new ten tenant, or there's a large capital capex improvement expense that I'm I'm about to undertake, again calling and saying, "Hey, here's my list. What can we do?" If anything, absolutely. Uh, and as far let's say I, I get a I get a loan from you tomorrow. I'm three years down the road here on my ten thousand square foot building, and now I'm going to do something else. Something else comes along, and and now these windows will transform the sun into heat in such a way that I don't even need heat. Can I get? Can I stack the loan one behind the other? Yes, you can, and uh, it it all um, it's possible. It 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 of if course depends it. on at that point in time what the loan to values are. Of course, you know, and and of course, um, I, I I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that combined loan to value together with any outstanding encumbrance mortgage, you know, it uh, cannot exceed uh, up to whatever the um, a capital provider sees as their risk level. Inland Green can go up to a hundred percent. Uh, combined loan to value. So I've got to ask, are, is there any provider that you know, just no way, not going to happen? Or is that an unfair question that we can't answer on this call? No, no. Uh, it, it's just that sometimes, and, and maybe even dependent on the deal, we might sure. require uh, only up to 90% of that uh, that valuation. Again, like I said before, from deal to deal, things can change, uh, you know, because it, it's all dependent on uh, the quality, the nature of the property and, and the project. So uh, going back to traditional financing, I have a relationship with my bank, a couple of lenders, excuse me, a couple of lenders, a couple of investors, got a track record. They love me, which means the money gets to me faster. Right, it's approved. It's more likely to be approved for the CPAs program. How long does it take traditionally just to get your first one done? And then w once you build that history, does that shorten? Does it get easier? Oh, absolutely. I noticed that uh, it, each deal becomes easier and quicker as it goes along. Uh, the first ones are always, you know, a, a learning curve for all the parties involved. And, and like I said, there are those uncontrollables of the energy audit, the mortgage lender consent. Yeah. Um, uh, another, uh, uh, you know, uncontrollable eyesight is the owner themselves. How organized are they with their paperwork and, uh, you know, meeting all the uh, uh, uh substantiating document requirements um and uh, and so every step of the way is impacted by these things then uh, on the 
close to the tail end. Then you've got the the documents and and even you know lawyers need to stay in business. And so you know every, everybody has to have everyone look at the documents and make sure that everything's flowing uh, appropriately. And uh, God bless them, you know, for that kind of work that they do because it's you know it, it can get very. Uh, 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 tricky. And then uh, the governmental authorities who are the ones who are partnering on the assessment contract and uh, whether or not they are doing the servicing or the capital provider is doing the servicing. Um, you know, there's uh, there are many different things to consider on that end too. So I've seen deals, um, you know, typically we, we say most deals can close within uh, 30 to 90 days. Um, it, you know, just like any uh, other financing uh, would take. Um, I've seen CPACE deals go as long as I've done one in just about three weeks. So, wow. Um, so it all depends on, uh, you know, all of these many different factors and how they interplay with one another. So um, as talking about factors, is there any regulation or any chance of this going away at a federal level? Or are you seeing bigger buy-in, bigger awareness just because of this generational shift on into oh, it's it's growing. It's definitely growing across the nation. So uh, I believe like 39 states are now, uh, uh, if not fully legislated on the way, and there are several others still considering. Um, there are uh, at least 27 programs uh, within each of those states. Um, uh, well, not uh, individually, 27 programs across the 37th state or 39 states. And, uh, and so basically, you need to have a program in place to be able to facilitate that transaction between the deal stakeholders and the governmental taxing authority. And then, you know, uh, providing a smooth process. Green, we are able to uh, finance anywhere there's an uh, there's a state-enabled legislation and there's an active program. And and sometimes we go in and we have to uh, uh, also create our own little programs in order to get <laughs> things going, you know. It, but, uh, it was going to be my next question on, on how many states does inland service and how, and it sounds like anyone can call anywhere in the U.S. And if it's if it doesn't exist, Inland would champion a program to get it done for the right deal, for the right person, what? potentially. Potentially, yes. And and it all depends, you know, on uh, a lot of different factors and, uh, you know, because sometimes it's it's not possible without uh, boots on the ground, you know, but uh, we do our best. Well, I, I mean, it, it, it's always interesting to learn about how I can save money, <laughs> bar none, and reduce my yes. my capital costs, uh, as well as, as, as I said, you know, driving that impact, as you pointed out. It's now on to the, and we rolled right through it. We Introductions went right into talking about what you do because we're passionate and you're passionate and it, and it comes through. Uh, how and why do people reach out or when can they reach out? How should they reach out to you? to talk about this program? Oh, well, you know, right. Every, everything is so, uh, uh, 
internet related today. Uh, you know, uh, people can just go to the website first and foremost. Um, you know, reach out uh, to us, uh, to capital providers across the country, because it's very important uh, uh, work that we do. And certainly Inland Green Capital can't fund every deal out there. And there are more than enough deals to go around for everyone. And so, um, you know, we uh, we do like uh, the open market uh, concept. And uh, as far as capital providers, uh, as far as uh, contracts, Contractors, uh, making this available to as many commercial property owners. You know, I like to say that uh, CPACE is equitable kinds of programs out there. Um, since we are not particularly uh, uh, underwriting the property owner, but the property itself, uh, there are so many opportunities out there to improve uh, properties uh, in neighborhoods that are sometimes uh, neglected. And, and so um, there's an affordable housing component as well. Uh, HUD in, uh, across the U.S. is beginning to accept uh, uh, the CPACE product as a partner. And uh, so there are lots of uh, opportunities so opening up. That's very interesting. So apartments, uh, everybody knows last year, apartments are, are a booming area, right? So yes. how how is that changing? Your CPACE will now be available? Early on the call, you said any commercial income property, but affordable housing, you're talking 40B development deals. Regular. Yes. So um, dependent on the consider as part of the capital stack. Uh, you know, it can it can vary, but uh, HUD has issued um, a, a statement uh, that that they will partner with CPACE. They will approve it uh, in most cases on a state by state basis. Then it has to be handled with the regional office. There has to be uh, a letter of determination uh, by that state's uh, uh, Attorney General, and and there it could take a little longer to get a deal uh, with HUD done, uh, but they're coming around. Also nationally, uh, there is a, a Fannie Mae and uh, Freddie Mac are are taking a look at CPACE as well uh, across the nation. Um, you know, only uh, four states out of the thirty nine uh, currently have. A residential PACE program. And so uh, that is uh, another upcoming sector uh, across the nation uh, as as time progresses. So, and just to, only because you brought up residential, I wasn't going to do it, but to dispel any fears here, there, you know, residentially, there was talks about these programs, they come in, you get a, you get a free solar panel. Uh, and it's not free. It costs. It could cost you because the person providing that loan and that type of financing, that green financing, sorry, it was also green as they sell it. Uh, you know, the the guy qualifying you is the contractor. This is the opposite of that. This is the most stable way to reduce your costs. If I'm hearing you correctly. In a green way to be impactful. Yes, it is. I I would certainly uh, qualify it as. Well, and and the with your background, that's no small thing. So that that's that's a that's a great great applaud. And if my lender, if I call my lender and he doesn't know about pace, everybody should know. I'm guessing. 
I'm sorry, I missed that because you froze up just a little bit. That's okay. If I if I call my lender, yes, and and, he go, and, I, and I ask him about pace, and he goes, "Huh? Is that is that possible today?" Oh, absolutely, because it is such a, a new industry that uh, a lot of people still don't know about it. That's why I'm very big on promotion of and education of. Uh, because that's the only way the word is going to get out. And and that's why, um, you know, although the person who has the relationship, so the commercial uh, property owner has the best relationship with his lender, as uh, we always ask that they start the conversation first, and we can always give them backup uh, in the way of printed materials or a copy of a, a, a sample blank lender consent form. But then we can be brought in conversations that the lender will understand. And so um, we have uh, a, a, a team of uh, area. So uh, I, you know, I think we do a pretty good job of that. I would say probably 98% uh, uh, of our deals have closed uh, when once we've received lender consent, um, and and maybe there have been you know just one or two that have refused. So that's pretty good. What does that look like in dollar volume? Just to, as a, an idea. Huh. Well, uh, you know, I, I I haven't taken a look at that uh, lately Fair because point. I am so I am so consumed with uh, promotion and education and getting out there and uh, the business development aspect, and so uh, my no, my no. expertise is a little bit in in different areas. <laughs> no, a fair point and unfair question. Let me let me backtrack <laughs> oh, and say. Okay. Uh, but so, across the nation, I can tell you, in the history now of CPACE, and, and this is thank, uh, thanks to our... Uh, uh, Adelius, WhatsApp audio. Sorry, go ahead. Pace Alliance, uh, we, we do have uh, uh, stats out there that say that over uh, $2 billion in just commercial pace alone have uh, have been uh, financed over the last uh, 10 years, uh, as well as, you know, created uh, over 1,800 jobs uh, nationwide. And, um, you know, and just a wonderful, uh, you know, great program that is growing by leaps and bounds. And we see an almost geometric progression uh, of growth uh, once uh, a CPACE program is established, uh, it just doubles and triples every year after that. And so it's it's been great. So doubles and triples. So the $2 billion, 10 years, how much of that was in the last, let's say, two years? Oh, a, a good majority of it. Majority of it. So it's just expanding. It's, it's a compounding good you're doing by, by yeah. pursuing this. Uh, yeah, in for example, in New York, a uh, hundred dollar pace deal was was done not too long ago, and so uh, the the industry itself just keeps growing. I love it. It's, it's all wonderful. I and, and I think you are right. We could talk about it in, in in detail forever, but really, it's up to the people listening and, and the the industry itself now to to call and ask. I've got X Y Z. 
how can I how can I be more impactful in my and intentional in my ownership to to create a better better world, create jobs, as well as you know, cost of money goes down and it's it's good profit and impact in alignment, which hey, they, they haven't even figured that out for car batteries yet, but they're trying. <laughs> <laughs> so well and, and and even I'm noticing in the solar industry because we we've done quite a few uh solar projects. Uh the technology's always changing. Uh and and uh you know I'm sure we're going to see more and more change and more and more opportunities for pace in the years to come. I love it. Uh, and they will be here. And we're going to talk more about that uh, on our next show, if, you, if you'll join us. Sure, the, I'd love the to. The monthly roundtable with our other co-hosts. That all being said, uh, thank you for joining us today and sharing some knowledge. And, and, and can't wait to have you back to talk more about the overall green initiatives and your work in nonprofits. Uh, I mean, it's truly a pleasure speaking with you. As far as reaching out, inlandgreencapital.com no inland group inlandgreencapital.com no, no no so it is it is actually www.inlandgreencapital.com that's yes. what i thought yes okay yes. uh well that's uh, my my email address is anamaria.kowalik as spelled out all right thank you again Anna Marie for joining us and spreading Thank this you. impactful message to our listeners, to the industry, and, and really just uh, being a driving force for, for good. For that's all that for this segment of the Real Estate Roundtable with special guest Anna Marie Kowal. Did I say that right that time? I think I did. Find me, Andreas W. Senny, at Twitter, online, at all your social channels, where you can always reach out through the correct way platform or direct 203-307-2242. And I look forward to seeing everybody next time. Be safe.